Welcome to another episode of Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you with God's mission for your life. I'm your host, Emily James, here with co-host, founder, and director of Passion to Reach Ministries, Pastor Fanu Ayub. How are you, Pastor Fanu? I'm doing great and excited for a great podcast that's coming up today. Yes, here we are, another episode. This is just a reminder to all our listeners, this podcast is all about connecting you to the mission of God for your life and helping you connect others to their mission. Listen, talking about our listeners, I would love to encourage everybody that's listening, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. You know, this way uh, you'll get the podcast. Every time we have a new podcast each week, it'll get sent right to you. Uh, And this way you can also share the podcast with uh, your friends and family as well. If this is helping you, I hope you'll let someone else know uh, how effective this can be in helping them live out God's mission for their life. So Pastor Fanu, today we are talking about impacting communities, living out a missional life and impacting the, our community. So why don't you, you tell us a little bit about how Passion to Reach, that's part of Passion to Reach mandate. We work with a lot of churches doing outreaches, impacting the communities. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, Emily, you know, this is really the passion of Passion to Reach Ministries. This is why we exist, is to help communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ through the local church and through believers in Jesus to people that are not connected to God today. And really, uh, when you think about people that are not connected to God, you're thinking of uh, areas outside of the church, outside of the four walls of the church. So the idea that uh, there is a community that needs to be reached, there is a community that uh, needs to hear the message of the gospel. So we actually help churches communicate the gospel Uh, through acts of kindness uh, in their local communities. And we've seen great success and many people come to faith in Christ through those outreaches that we've helped churches organize. So if you're listening to this and you're saying, Pastor Fanu, I would love to see outreaches happening through my church in my local community, please get in touch with us. Uh, Emily, how can someone who wants uh, the ministry to connect uh, with their local church or their pastor, uh, how can they get in touch with us? They can reach us by email at info at passiontoreach.com or they can call us at 647-379-7847, extension 701, and they can speak to our executive administrator, Kamon Clunis. You know, we also have opportunities for individuals as well. We have an internship program called Impact where we really talk, again, it's an opportunity for them to get experience in ministry impact the communities around them we have an outreach uh, coordinator internship where they're in the communities they're they're uh, connecting with community partners for churches and we have opportunities like that as well for individuals as well if they're interested and the email for that is internships at passion to reach.com so there's multiple ways for you to connect with us so I want to encourage you uh, please do get in touch with us if this is your passion and God has laid this on your heart uh, we'll looking for people that uh, have that uh, burden for the community and want to make a difference and uh, we would love to connect with you also we're actually in the process right now of launching uh, the passion to reach international school of ministry which we call prism uh, which really is our uh, an opportunity for us to be able to train and equip individuals uh, believers mm-hmm. uh, in how they can live out the mission of God in their life and how they can lead change within their local churches so again if you need information on that uh, you can email us uh, as Emily said at info at passiontreach.com or uh, call us at 647-379-7847 extension 701. 
Excellent. Well, we're talking about impacting our community. And I want to start off with a story. Many of us may know it, Jesus and the Samaritan woman. So I'm just going to read it right now. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria all on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sakar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. Jesus said to, sorry, she said to Jesus, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. That's from John 4, verse 1 to 10, I just read there. And you know, there's great points in the in this story. We're going to, I just read the first portion of it. We're going to talk about the story as a whole. As we know, the Samaritan woman took what Jesus had said to her that day, and she went back and she shared it with her community, with her city. She transformed people's lives uh, with the message that Jesus had given her, that he is the living water. But, you know, we want to talk today specifically specifically about being in our communities, in the places where, you know, we spend most of our time really outside of the church, outside of, you know, um, in the workplaces, in in schools. And we want to talk about, number one, that marketplaces are meeting places. Hmm. We want to talk about the fact that Marketplaces need missional messages as well. You know, we hear it on Sunday. How do we now take that and communicate it to the people that surround us in our Monday to Friday? And then we want to talk about three keys to marketplace engagement. So this, again, is all about how do we connect God's mission to our life to people who we're impacting in the communities around us, in our nine-to-fives or in our workplaces, in our schools, and how do we take, you know, what Jesus did here at the well and and do that in the marketplace. And, you know, how was how is this similar to the marketplace today or to impacting our communities today? So, Pastor Fanu, why don't you give us a little bit more details on each of those points? Number one, starting with marketplaces are meeting places. So this is really key. You know, I think one of the things that we need to recognize is obviously God's message and God's mission is only relevant where there's people. If there are no people, then, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how great the message is. It uh, doesn't matter how great the mission is. There's really nobody to reach. And so when you look at marketplaces, one of the reasons that marketplaces are so important is that marketplaces are meeting places. And, and you know, I love this story because it's interesting. Jesus comes and meet this woman, uh, meets this woman at a well. And the well at their time, in their time, was a gathering place, was a meeting place. Why? Mm-hmm. Because, well, you know, everyone needs water. I mean, so it was a necessity of life and that forced people to leave their homes and walk some distance to come to this place where they could draw water and sustain their lives and their families. So it's interesting when we look at the marketplace, the marketplace is where everyone comes to do business. 
And at the end of the day, even though, you know, you would love to stay curled up, you know, especially on a day like this, we're podcasting, recording this podcast here in Mississauga, and it's a rainy day. It's mm-hmm, a cold mm-hmm. day, Emily. But we're in the office today, you know what I'm saying? I mean, sure, uh, most people that uh, go out to work today would probably have liked to stay home and curled up in their, uh, you know, in their beds and right. under a, a nice little comforter and, and just slept through the morning. But the reality is because they need sustenance, they need to work, they need finances, they're going to leave their comfortable homes. They are forced to and they will go out to to do what it takes to, to make it in life. And so the idea that, you know, in order for God's mission to be fulfilled, you need people. And, you know, as a church, uh, you constantly see churches that are trying to get people to come, trying to mm-hmm, get people mm-hmm. to connect. And so you're forcing people, offering them anything you can to try to get them to leave their homes and come to church and engage with God. And yet in the marketplace, you know, uh, the, the necessity of life is already doing that for them. It's already forcing them to come out. Right. So now the question is, can we now take advantage of the marketplace where mm. people are already coming and then engage with them in that um, in their, in that situation, in that circumstance that they find themselves in. And so this is what Jesus did. He already knew this woman is going to come to this well. And he already knew uh, she needs the water. So I'm, ju- I'm not going to go to her home. I'm not going to send a flyer and invite her to my crusade that's happening down the street. I'm just going to show up at the well. I'm going to meet her where she's already going to be so I can engage with mm. her. So the idea that market uh, marketplaces are meeting places is so important to understand that God has chosen in the marketplace to engage with people. And when we recognize that God is bringing people from the north and the south, the east and the west to come to our workplaces as an example, uh, or our places of business to, uh, you know, for their personal needs, and yet God wants to use that opportunity to engage with them for God's mission for their life, I think that's a powerful understanding. Mm -hmm. And if we can go Mm -hmm. to work every day thinking and understanding that, I think we'll be more engaged in saying, God, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to engage today? Here are these people that are showing up and they're around me. And, you know, the Bible says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, the church today is not in a building. The church is us. We are the church. We walk around with the Holy Spirit inside of us. Meaning God's presence and power is available to us at any moment in any place. And this, you know, Jesus was amazing with this, Emily. He healed people in the synagogues, but he also healed people on the side of the street. He also healed people, you know, anywhere he could find people, the power of God would be released. And so I think this idea that uh, that marketplaces are meeting places, meeting places for people who are broken, meeting places for people who are searching, meeting places for people who are looking for love. Mm. And what mm-hmm. if we as Christians could connect with those people and exhibit that love to them and show them kindness and allow them to engage with God's mission and message for their life. Right, where they already are, you know, and that gives great uh, context or purpose to, especially, you know, a lot of us I find are doing the nine to five because we need to. Like you said, we need to provide finances for our family. You know, it's something that we do, We we, work or we go to school in order to work. And so I think sometimes we get caught up in that nine to five idea of, of, you know, this is just a job for me. But sometimes, you know, especially those that don't necessarily feel a full, uh, 
understanding of why they're at that job, but being able to go, God, maybe it's more about the people or the connections that I'm going to make or the opportunities than it is specifically. Maybe this isn't a career that you're going to have the rest of your life. Maybe it's something you're doing to support you through school. So, you know, it's not something that you want to do long term, but there's still purpose in it and connecting that to, you know, really being able to live missionally in that place, in that marketplace. God, I know this isn't where I'm going to be forever, or I know this isn't exactly, you know, the career path I had, but how can I make a difference? How can I connect with the people? How can I reach the people here in this place? You know, I had a friend who used to tell me a story where she worked Uh, in an office and it wasn't the best environment but every day so she was getting caught up in you know the politics of of business in the marketplace and and so she was like god i don't know what to do i don't want to be here anymore and then she heard the lord speak to her and tell her that she needs to pray over that building she needs to pray over the people and you know that uh made a difference she every morning would wake up go to work a half an hour before the office open and she would walk around and pray over the building, pray over the cubicles, pray over the people. And she began to see a difference in the attitudes of the people. And then the business itself began to grow and prosper. And, you know, she eventually, she didn't see herself there long term, but then she eventually moved up because of the opportunities that opened up for her. And she began to actually become one of the influencers there. So she could set the environment and the attitude that was there. And it was, you know, really she began to connect her purpose to the people that were there and to the business that was there. I love when you use that word influencer. That's really what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to influence the marketplace. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it has become the meeting place where people gather. And so the idea that at the end of the day, if you're going to make a difference in people's lives, you have to be able to influence them. And what better way to influence people than to live out God's mission and message and to be led by Holy Spirit? Because guess Mm -hmm. what? God is the greatest influencer. And if we can live out his life through us uh, in the marketplace, I believe just like Jesus did here uh, with the Samaritan woman, that uh, that you can actually engage uh, people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, help them discover that God has a greater plan for their life. Right. And, you know, the marketplace is where we spend majority of the time. It's just like the well. A lot, people had to go there every day to gather water. And it's the same, you know, in the marketplaces. We are there every day. And so why not use that opportunity to reach people? So, you know, when we say marketplaces need missional messages, what do we mean by that? Well, you know, I think what I what I really love about what Jesus said here and what he did here is that, and I know that's our point, is that marketplaces need missional messages. But I'll also say this, that missional messages are marketplace messages. Mm. What I mean by that is this, that at the end of the day, the mission of God is able to morph into whatever situation it is it is placed into mm-hmm. and actually uh, become applicable in that situation. So, for instance, let's take Jesus. Instead of coming in from, you know, the synagogue and coming to the well and saying, uh, you know, dear Samaritan woman, I-, I would like to let you know there's a scripture in the book of Isaiah that says, you know, rivers of living water are going to flow. And uh, le- here's my 30-minute sermon on the river of God. Well, he didn't do that. He said to her, hey, do you have some, can I have some water, please? He started off with a marketplace 
connection, mm. a marketplace message. He was talking about, hey, let's talk about the water you're here to get. So at your workplace, maybe you're going to talk about time management. <laughs> maybe you're going to talk about efficiency. Maybe you're going to talk about treating your colleagues with respect so you can increase productivity. Maybe you're going to talk about, you know, managing your finances at work better so that your company is more efficient. You find practical marketplace connections mm -hmm. for the missional message. Why? Because let's say, for instance, you're talking about treating people with respect. Well, listen, the Bible has so much to talk about treating people with respect. If you want to talk about money management, the Bible has a lot to talk about stewardship. Uh, you know, you can take pretty much anything that happens in the marketplace and and connect it to God's mission and a missional mm -hmm. message. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the, the, the conversation about water becomes a conversation on redemption so quickly that she did not know what hit her. I mean, and so this right. is where I think Christians need to be more strategic is mm -hmm. to say, how can I take everyday conversations and make them uh, conversations of redemption, conversations right. of showing and sharing the love of God and the, the power of God and the effectiveness of God if you allow God to work in your life? Because here's the reality, Emily, no matter what we talk about when it comes to marketplace. Like I said, we may talk about productivity. We may talk about efficiency. We may talk about time management. We may talk about managing money better. At the end of the day, everything that we do as human beings comes back to our emotional health, mm -hmm. comes back to our spiritual health, comes back to the state of mind we're in. Right. So if I am troubled with my home life, I can come to work and have good intentions, but my productivity is going to decrease. Right. If I am having issues with, say, an addiction, Okay, and I am spending money uh, in not such a smart way in my personal life. Chances are that's going to reflect if I'm given a budget in my professional life. I'm also not going to be really good at managing money there because I'm actually living out of what is going on in my personal life. So we are at the end of the day. Uh, emotional beings mm. that respond and react no matter where we're placed uh, to the uh, things that are happening in our life personally. And so when we look at the business place, when we look at the marketplace, when we look at the place of work, when we look at you know where people are employed, etc., everything goes back to how healthy they are, physically, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. Right. So you're able to take any of the symptoms and work backwards and come back to the root of the situation that people are facing. That's what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. He started mm -hmm. off talking about water and then he went back into, he worked his way back now to, oh, what about living water? And then she's like, well, this is great. If I could have living water, I would never have to come to the well. Well, how can I get the living water? So now they're they started talking about actual water. Now they're talking about living water. Right. So he's going to the root of the issue. And it's really interesting. This story, the context here is this woman is coming to the well at noon. Okay, at when the, the sun is the hottest in the Middle East, which is when nobody wants to come to the well. Right. Okay. But the reason she's coming to the well at this time is because she's a sinner woman. She's she's living a, an immoral life in that community. She's had five or six husbands and the person she's living with right now, she's not even married to. So she's obviously avoiding people. That's why she's at the well at this time. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus talks to her about living water, what actually appeals to her is I don't have to come to the well and face people. So she's actually thinking of it from her own personal benefit standpoint. Right. But Jesus is trying to show her a spiritual context. And so because that resonates with her mm -hmm. and she would rather not come to the well, she is willing to engage in a conversation about, okay, tell me more. 
Like, how right. do I do this? Not have to come to this well, not have to face these people. What she doesn't understand is in, in just a, literally a few sentences there, Jesus explains and expresses the gospel, expresses the love of God and the ability to transform her personal life. Mm. And so my point here, Emily, is that there's always going to be missional opportunities in the marketplace with the message of God. Why? Because mm-hmm. the message of God right. is so adaptable to any situation that you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is, like you said, relevant in today. And that's why, you know, I want to just put a challenge out there actually to our listeners. You know, when you hear the message on Sunday, I want you to begin to write out what you know, whatever the pastor is speaking on that particular day, whatever the message is, how can this practically apply to, uh, you know, as I go forward in this week? What can I take from this to be able to, um, you know, communicate this message or this point that the pastor is speaking about practically to the people who, who, and it doesn't always have to be you know, this is the scripture. This is what Jesus said. But just as you said, being able to do it in a practical way, relating it to something like everybody deals with finances, everybody deals with, uh, you know, emotional health and stuff. And so God, where, you know, what scriptures, what points can I pull out to be able this week, if it comes up in conversation with people, to be able to uh, uh, dissect it in a way that relates to them and is relevant to them. And so I just want to put that challenge out there to our listeners to be able to do that every Sunday, to be able to take, you know, and even in our prayer times, our our devotional times with the Lord, God, how does this scripture apply to the situation I'm dealing with with my employee or with the people? And how can I um, communicate this effectively to them? So why don't we go, why don't we talk about some practical keys that they can begin to engage people in the marketplace. So three keys to marketplace engagement. You know, there's uh, marketplaces are places that are full of information. They're full of, you know, people who have needs, who have emotional, uh, um, you know, emotional thoughts and feelings. And how can we engage those people in the marketplace? I would say there's three uh, simple things that we can do. Okay, very practical, very simple, very applicable. Uh, Number one is knowledge. People are always looking for information. Everybody wants to become better at something. So if we can become people that will seek out information, that will become a a source of information uh, for people that are around us, all of a sudden you get their attention. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. important, you know, and I don't mean just Christian information. I mean just you know, information that will help people live a better life. Right. Maybe it's some information that we research on, you know, the family or marriage or parenting or, like I said, time management or financial management or maybe a great investment opportunity. Uh, maybe uh, your uh, expertise is going to be, uh, you know, the restaurants in your community. You're a foodie and you spend a lot of time researching what the best restaurants are. So everybody at work always comes to you to ask you about, hey, where I'm taking my wife out for dinner. Where do you think I should go? Mm-hmm. And the idea is when you become a hub of information, people will come to you. And right. that will give mm. you opportunities of conversation. Right. Because they may talk about taking their wife out to dinner and may, uh, you know, end up talking about, yeah, you know, it's been a rough patch for us. And yeah, it's, you know, we're sort of struggling with some areas. And you may not know, you may get an opportunity actually through that simple conversation on where to take 
someone's wife out for dinner on a date could become, right. you know, hey, God can intervene in your marriage. God can, can I just pray for you that God will just bless your marriage and God will just cause that to be a unity in your marriage. All of a sudden, you're ministering to them. Mm. Why? Because they came to you for some information. Number two is compassion. So, you know, you want to talk about, and I know, Emily, I know you have a point to share here, but the idea that people know that if I'm going through something, there's somebody mm-hmm. I can go mm-hmm. to that will give me a listening ear, that will, that will be a person that uh, will actually have compassion, will care about what I'm going through. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? And I think people are looking for that. Even in the Sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes people come to work hoping they have somebody to talk to. Because maybe at home, maybe in their personal lives, they don't have that person. Or they're having a, a difficult time in the relationships uh, in their personal life. So they would appreciate someone that would be compassionate and mm-hmm. would would, mm-hmm. would offer a caring uh, perspective on what that person is going through. Yeah, you know, uh, compassion, actually, the meaning of compassion is to yearn from our bowels. And the idea there is that we are uh, so compassionate about people that it actually, it comes from the innermost being of, of who we are. And when we, and you know, I love, uh, it's actually Pastor Craig Groeschel. He says in a message, he says, Every, when you look at scripture, every scripture that talks about Jesus having compassion is met with a corresponding action. Wow. So we, with compassion, we always need to have action. How are we going to respond or act to the needs of the the people or we see them hurting? What are we going to do from there? So, you know, I think back to the woman of the issue of blood. We talked about her a couple weeks ago and, you know, Jesus when she touched Jesus, she was healed, but Jesus still responded to her need. He turned around, he acted, he re- he found out who she was, and then he responded with an encouragement and blessed her and said, your faith has made you well, because he ne- he he took action on that. She was already healed, but she, she he knew that she also needed that acceptance. And so every time that we have compassion on people, we need to see that core corresponding action. You know, I, I think one of the things that uh, is so important to understand with this is always try to build a reputation in your marketplace environment where people know you to be compassionate. People mm-hmm. know you mm-hmm. to be loving. Uh, because when you build that reputation, then people are going to come to you when they're going through a time of crisis and a right. time of need uh, in their lives. So number one, we talked about knowledge, becoming a hub of knowledge and information. Number two, we talked about becoming uh, known for your compassion. Your reputation is that you're a compassionate person. Mm-hmm. And number three, Three, you need to be able to empower people. You know, people are constantly looking for affirmation. It's probably one of the greatest needs of every any human being mm-hmm, is to mm-hmm. be told that you know what you're doing well, you're doing good, and you can do better. Right. I believe in you. I know you have it in you. And you know, if you are that place in the uh, that person in the marketplace, in your business or in your uh, place of employment, that is constantly encouraging people, that's constantly empowering them, that's constantly giving them opportunities to succeed. And if they fail, being the one that says to them, you know what, I know you didn't do so well in this situation, but actually, I think if you keep trying, you're going to get better at it, and you're going to actually succeed. So that idea that God is calling us to be uh, men and women who will empower 
others. And you know what happens? People flock to those people mm. because people want to be around people. When they leave their presence, they feel uplifted. They feel, you know, I told somebody uh, recently, I said, man, when I listen to you talk, I feel like I can leave the room and jump off a cliff and fly. Mm. You want people to feel that when they leave your presence, that they can do anything. And when you begin to do that, it, the power of that is that all of a sudden you beget, you get an opportunity to pivot from you can do things because you're great to you can do things because there's a God who created you for a purpose. And mm. if you can find that purpose, you can do incredible things in life. And so it's a great opportunity to pivot from just being empowering and encouraging in a practical way to, uh, to bringing and introducing the concept that God created us for a purpose and that God's purpose ultimately is where we will find the greatest fulfillment and the greatest success. That's excellent. And so, you know, in impacting our communities, we talked about marketplaces are meeting places. So let's use the places where people already gather, already are, and be able to reach them in that place. Marketplaces need missional messages. So the, the message of Christ is the same in the church, outside of the church, to, you know, the people at our workplace, to the people at our schools. It's the same message and it's relevant and there's things that we can communicate to them in a practical way way and then uh, engaging people uh, practically in the marketplace become a hub of information be known as a person with compassion and then empower them with our words affirm them and encourage them so that they know that uh, they can accomplish these things so pastor for just a quick um, you know what if someone one of our listeners has been actively showing love. Maybe they feel like they're trying to reach people in their workplace. You know, they're showing compassion to people, but the people, or maybe there's a specific person that has not, isn't really responsive to that. What can they do? Uh, Emily, before I answer that question, I love the question. I just want to encourage our listeners, please send in your questions. You know, we're always looking for people uh, that have questions that we can help you uh, navigate and find answers to the questions uh, in relation to living out uh, your lives missionally. And the email to send that to is mission. Uh, connect at passiontoreach.com. That's mission connect at passiontoreach.com. So the question again, Emily, was that uh, if I'm showing love, if I'm showing compassion, and I don't see a response, mm-hmm. but friend, you know, the Bible talks about, and Paul says this, you know, one person sows, another person waters, another person reaps the harvest. The idea being that you may be the one that's called to sow, and you may not see the harvest, but you don't know if there's another uh, opportunity, mm. another person in that person's life that may be inviting them to church. And and they may say something like, you know, there's a Christian a person in my office, man, that he or she has been so loving, has been so kind, has been so compassionate to me, has been, you know, just been such a blessing to me. And you know what? Yeah, I'm willing to check out church. If that's what a Christian is, I'm willing to check that out. Then They may not actually express those things to you uh, specifically, but God may be working in their heart in another area of their life through another person that will actually connect the dots mm. for them. Mm-hmm. And so you see, I, you know, so, Emily, sometimes when I'm flying into Toronto uh, on the plane and I'm, and I'm looking uh, from an aerial view of the city of Toronto or our suburbs around Toronto, I'm like, 
wow, okay, that's how big that building is. Or right. wow, that's where that street actually goes. Because from the ground level, you just can't make that out because everything is so tall and big around you, you can't see past things. But when you look from an aerial view, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of a sudden things make sense. It, you bring things into context. And so uh, unfortunately, as human beings, we don't have God's perspective. So right. the only thing we can do is to trust God that from his aerial view of what he sees, our compassion and our consistent love uh, for somebody is actually making sense and actually is is one dot in a series of dots that God wants to connect in that person's life so he can bring mm. them into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's great. So we need to plant that seed and allow God just to begin to really water it and that may come from interactions beyond that one with us. That's excellent. So Again, you know, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mission Connect. Today we talked about impacting our communities, you know, that marketplaces are meeting places to connect with people where they are. Marketplaces need missional messages, so the message of Christ is the same in every context and practical ways to engage people in the marketplace. So we want to continue Next week with another episode of Mission Connect. Pastor Fanu, why don't you tell people how they can subscribe to our channel? Well, make sure to please visit us on iTunes and hit subscribe. Uh, Also remember to share with your friends and family so they can also uh, follow this podcast and get the information that we're sharing. Uh, Also remember, friends, listen, we'd love to connect with you even Mm -hmm. as a ministry. Our website is passiontoreach.com. That's www.passiontoreach.com com. Please check us out there. And as always, you can email us at info at passiontoreach.com. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.